You're listening to Allied Health Podcast, talking all things Allied Health, with your hosts Danielle Whedon, physiotherapist, and Claire Jones, occupational therapist. Today's episode is brought to you by Splash Pediatric Therapy, a Melbourne-based pediatric therapy practice specialising in occupational therapy, speech pathology, and psychology. Well, hello, Lisa. Hello, Claire. Hello, Danielle. How are you both today? We're very well. Thank you. So I'm talking for you, Dan, as I often do, and you talk for me. (laughs) Thanks so much for joining us today, Lisa. Now, for our listeners today, we have Lisa Clark here. She's a fantastic OT and Director of Splash Paediatric Therapy. Now, Lisa, to kick off, can you give us an overview of who Splash is and what the practice provides? Yeah, sure. So Splash Paediatric Therapy, we are a multidisciplinary service. We offer occupational therapy, speech pathology and psychology services, and we specialize in paediatrics. So we just see children from birth through to 15 years of age. Uh, We're primarily a clinic-based practice, but uh, some of our team also provide services in kinders and schools around Melbourne. So Lisa, where are your practices in Melbourne, where are you based? Yep. Yeah, so we have our biggest practices out in the west in Werribee, and uh, we've got two clinics across uh, across two sites in Essendon, and our other um, practice is in Glen Iris. So we're really spread, you know, try to spread ourselves geographically around the inner suburbs of Melbourne. Mm-hmm. And how many therapists have you got? Uh, we've got about just uh, sort of just over forty therapists mm-hmm. now. Um, and broadly a team of uh, around 50. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, so it's it's been growing. <laughs> Great to have a PEDS offering, which is clinic-based as well for families and for therapists to work in. Yeah. So how, yeah. how did Splash come about and how has the business tied into your career as an OT? Yeah, so uh, I suppose starting with my journey, I started out studying occupational therapy at uni at La Trobe and then... Um, in my final years, in my placements, I really enjoyed two of my clinical placements that I can remember. So one was in occupational rehab um, and then the other in a very different area, which was paediatric. So um, yeah, after uni, I did various jobs in both of these areas of OT, but I think, you know, paediatrics was an area that I really felt drawn back to. Um, I think it was that engagement with people, kids and families, um, and it offers, I think, a lot of creativity when you're working in paediatrics. So that's where I came back to um, when, you know, after I'd done a few jobs in OT. Lisa, I think- can I just mention something here? We often talk to therapists about therapists about transferable skills. Yes. And that really <laughs> highlights, so you've you've gone from occupational rehab into yeah. paediatrics and you would see them as being very, very different but the transferable skills from OC Rehab are mm. hugely valuable in the paediatric space, valuable. aren't they? Yep. Mm. Yeah, I would, as I said, I remember when I was working in OC Rehab I, and then I was looking at paediatrics, I thought, oh, gosh, that's a waste of time that I've done that, working in OC Rehab and building mm. it up and then I'm going to jump out to something very clinical and you really think, I remember early on, I thought, gosh, I'm all over the place. What am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> you know, what area am I going to specialise in and the transferable skills are there. I can reassure anyone from wherever yeah. you work. Yeah, um, we often speak to therapists at the moment who do want to. I think contemplating a change in specialty, mm. and they think oh, I can't do that. You absolutely can. 
Oh, absolutely. And we actually are bringing quite a few therapists across from different areas into pediatrics because we can teach the technicality, I suppose, and specialty of pediatrics, but the broader transferable skills are almost, you know, they're very important and they add so much value um, when you're transferring across. So, you know, I can really talk to that. But um, yeah, Oak Rehab has provided me fantastic skills um, across my whole career journey. Yeah, I can imagine um, engaging stake, all stakeholders, case management, the broader yeah, billable time. exactly report writing. Report writing. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think probably one of the other factors that shaped my career journey as well was I grew up in a small business. My parents, you know, they were owners and operators of a small business, a pharmacy. So I think when I was working, I saw opportunities, whether it be in Oak Rehab or paediatrics, but I saw those opportunities to do things differently very much in the OT industry. So I think that I had the confidence to go out and start my own practice. That had been a world that I'd grown up in. So for me, um, that seemed like a very natural next step. I was very motivated to do that. So yeah, that's really where Splash started. Initially, I started off by doing one day a week in a school that we still work with today. um, And yeah, that service has grown to around a team of 50 with the number of clinic locations that, you know, service the majority of Melbourne. So yeah, the, the journey for me, it's been a very enjoyable and satisfying one with lots of variation, you know, along the way. It's great. And how, how's raising a young family while building a business? Because both Claire and I have been in your position, shaped yeah. what Splash is today. Yes. So we've had good chats about this. And um, as you both know, I've got three daughters. So they're age seven, four and two. So life is pretty busy on all fronts and has been for a while. Um, I think I've been incredibly lucky, you know, since I've started the business that I've had some very loyal, very talented people around me. And that's both within the Splash team. So if you, you know, you have a look on our website, you'll see there's some, you know, clinicians in there and admin professionals with a wealth of experience beyond me. So, and have been extremely loyal to me as we've, you know, Splash has grown, but also personally. So I think you need to have that personal support team when you're trying to have a family and develop a business. So, you know, my husband's extremely supportive. We really share, you know, the load between our work and personal life. And you really have to work as a good team uh, through all the the ups and downs of the morning <laughs> and life. Um, but, you know, family very supportive family and friends. And I think that those personal supports as well have um, helped me, yeah, raise a young family whilst you're building a business. Um, There's lots of, you know, things you can do in that space, I think, to be creative, to keep both things going at the same time. And I know you guys have told me about some really great things you guys did when you were starting Media Recruit that made me laugh about, you know, having bringing a nanny to work, I think you Mm. said. We did. We did. We did. We, um, when I was the first to have a child, had my daughter Millie, and we converted, quickly converted the boardroom in the office to a creche. Yeah. Um, We got way more value out of it being a a creche than a a boardroom. boardroom. (laughs) Then had a baby, and then I had another baby. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I think it's great. And I think, um, as I was about to say, I think, you know, it, when you're having children and running a business, it, what I think it did is force me to adapt very quickly. And like you, you know, you've got the baby coming, you think I've got to keep working, let's make mm-hmm. the boardroom a crash. You know, you've got to think quickly and change things. So um, 
you know, I've also had to probably relinquish control along the way as you have children. And I think that can be quite difficult for business owners. Um, But the silver lining of relinquishing control of doing everything in the business is that, you, you know, I've had such incredible input and influence from very talented people along the way you know it's and I think that's a big reason for its success yeah yeah, absolutely Um, I think too as a a business owner and a manager when you're in that position of having to juggle um work and and family commitments um you can create a work a work environment that's very attractive for people in a similar position um and I know that this is something that you're really passionate about Lisa um, what what does Splash look like for therapists who who, who do need to ch- juggle family and work? Yeah, uh, look, I'm very passionate about this and obviously considering my own lived experience of having children, you know, that's really shaped how we do approach flexibility at Splash. So, And it's not just, you know, my experience, but lots of our, um, our team are working parents. So there's a great understanding there. And I think you know, we're a great team for working parents. We've developed some fantastic systems for parents returning to work because when we talk about it ourselves at work in the office, we really understand what everybody's needs are in that space. You know, it's not just about doing the work, although I think in our industry, our work is very rewarding for a lot of therapists. I know a lot of parents that come back, you know, really love the work they do. They love being an OT or a speech pathologist or a psychologist. So it's very rewarding to come back to work. But it's it's not just the work, as I said, it's the connection back to a workplace, you know, mm-hmm. connecting with other professionals and finding your purpose after you've gone through such a huge life transition when you first become a parent, mm-hmm. um, you know, which I'm sure you can both appreciate. So we do things, we make sure our mums return from maternity leave, we can offer very flexible hours. It can be, you know, 8am in the morning to midday for a couple of days a week, or it could some might say, I just want to do one big day a week. I've got care on that day. Can I come back? And we can, you know, private practice is a space where we can accommodate that. We also factor in, you know, into their day, meeting times, social time. Do they get to have lunch with the team that day and, you know, not just do the, you know, the report writing and admin, but is that all encompassed in the hours that they're at work? Yeah. Um, I think, you know, when you're a working parent, you really want to contain work because <laughs> you often have very little time to commit when you're back in your family you really, life. you really do need to it's so important that you can you contain work as a working parent it is important for everyone in terms of wellness mm. as a working parent that's something that's really important to me to have those boundaries between yeah work, work and your and your family yeah yeah so yes the you know we really love having these people in our practice because i think you know, they're often very experienced therapists. And also when you have kids, that adds on a whole other, you know, level of understanding in pediatrics too. Mm. So there's so many benefits of being, you know, a, a parent and working in the pediatric space. Yeah, absolutely. I like how you focus on connection as well in the workplace, Lisa, because I think as a working parent, you can often just set work up. So you you go in, you hit the ground, you work as as efficiently as you can and 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 a little bit more um, and then get out of there but it's so important to enjoy what the workplace has got to offer as well yes um, and that that experience that, that sits in our experienced therapists it also gives people the opportunity to share that knowledge and support mm. the and support junior therapists too doesn't it yeah absolutely mm. 
And we've also spoken about this before, but um, even drawing working fathers back into flexible working arrangements in a paediatric setting is important. You know, it's a very female-dominated, allied health is a female-dominated workforce, but um, we have spoken about how important it would be for any of our, you know, um, male therapists that are considering paediatrics to reach out yes. to a business like yours yeah. for the flexible, you know, options that you offer. Yes, and we have, you know, males working for us as well. So obviously the same as applies for them if they're going to, you know, support their partner and have the time off work and then want to have want to return the flexibilities there for them to, you know, work with them to choose hours that can work for their situation. Yeah, great. Yep. And what and what about other team members? What what creates a work life balance for them at Splash? Yeah, a lot, we do a lot of things there and I think work life balance can mean so many different things to different people. So for us, you know, we've talked a lot about this lately in our team and probably that recognition that every single team member that you have has their own set um, of unique circumstances and they have, they're going to have different professional motivators. So we've really focused about how do you facilitate and support this, you know, for individuals. I think it is a tailored approach. So, but some, I think some of the key things we do to support work-life balance across the board, one of the big things I've focused on is work structures, um, knowing when you start work and when you finish work and that you don't take work home. I think we, we, we manage our therapist calendars so that this time is really protected for them. So, you know, there's billable expectations of the role, but how we structure their day I think is very reasonable, um, you know, to fit in. Um, you know, meeting and supervision time as well as time with clients, as well as report writing. So that gives them a sense that things are manageable and that sense of control. Um, you know, I know m- myself, I've worked with that whole manage my own calendar approach in the past. And I think that can be a false sense of security and the boundaries can become quite blurred, you know, between work and personal life. And I think you've both, yeah. you know, seen that I'm sure with people that have worked in that, in those settings, especially if you're a a junior therapist, I think that can be problematic when you need those supports and structures in place. Another area as well that I think we provide is that, you know, from a work-life balance perspective is that we are clinic-based. So thinking about at the moment, a lot of people are either working from home or they might be on the road. We have our clinic setting. It's a workplace for people to come to each day all your resources, your colleagues, your supports are in the one place. So I think that provides a great sense of stability and connection for people around their work life, um, that access to seniors for mentoring when you're needing supports. Um, and then we also have things like purchased annual leave available, for example, you know, so when people are wanting to, when they're looking at their own, you know, personal goals and what they want to do throughout the year, you know, the people can purchase additional annual leave if they want to do that six-week trip to Europe or the U.S., you know, we want people to be able to go and travel and explore. That's really natural and normal in anybody's, you know, professional and personal lives, but they can all still stay connected to us. It's not like I've got to resign because I'm going on a big trip. It's like, how can we talk about, you know, how that we can make it work for both of us? Yeah, I think that's really valuable at the moment, having that option to extend leave. Um, And just as you're talking, Lisa, I was reflecting back on my experience of moving into paediatrics because I had done um, a few years overseas in the UK and I'd also um, worked at, a, at Royal Brisbane Hospital for two years and I decided I wanted to move into paediatrics and I went into a, a clinic-based role mm-hmm. and the value that I found um, as a junior therapist 
um, junior therapist in paediatrics um, was that I had the experienced staff on hand who I could just grab for a minute and say, I'm about to see a child um, with A, B and C. What would you do here? And just sitting over lunch, just talking about who people had seen and different Mm. things. It wasn't always, it wasn't, the conversation wasn't always about that, but I, I, it really gave me confidence quickly um, in a new specialty um, to Mm. be surrounded by that support and just knowing that I could reach out and talk to someone really at any time. um, You've got the ability to debrief and when you can do that at work, that's a thought that you don't take home from work, isn't it? Because I think when you're not debriefing and being able to problem solve at work, you know, you those thoughts go home with you and, and then that stress carries over. So that's, you know, again, that's a, when we think work-life balance, I think that natural thing is, oh, I only work this much or I've got lots of yeah. leave. Yeah, It's probably about different things I think is, is yeah, how do we sort of support your, your thinking and contain that work mm. at work? Yeah. Yeah, which leads us in as well um, to our next question to you really, but that's more mm. about um, what sets Splash apart from other paediatric services. Our training and professional development program is absolutely number one for us. I think it's fantastic. And uh, we have, you know, top-end clinical support and experts in-house. The the people that work on our team that our therapists have access to all the time throughout the week um, is really what sets us apart. I think, you know, a lot of our team members, and I'm speaking to a therapist the other week, is that they would reflect they feel very confident, like very confident therapists, you know, because they're getting the training and they're very clear on what they do every day and how to do things because it's, you know, it's complex work in paediatrics. Um, you know, the people that come in, that you know, it can really vary from what you see. So I think, you know, they have access to a very established clinical supervision structure. You know, we have journal clubs, tutes, PD afternoons where that's in-house, but we also bring external professionals in. So for yeah, so that's fantastic. So you've got so you've so you've got supervision and then in addition you you're running tutorials and journal clubs and mm. that's that's really broad. Often often we have people asking about what PD budgets are on offer within a yep. within a private practice or an organization. And I my advice is always to first step is look internally. Um and what what does the practice have to offer without going external? And um that's fantastic. Yes. That's a really good offering in terms of professional development support. Yes, and I'm I'm glad you raised that because I think we do have an external PD budget because we understand people want to go and do particular certifications and things mm-hmm. which we do externally. But I think what we've understood over time is you can go and do PD, but what about the application to practice? So you go out and learn, but how do I apply that back in? And so when we deliver it in-house, we tailor that so that it then flows on to your clinical procedures and the how-to and actually role-playing and practicing it because that's that's quite a skill and that's where our senior clinicians come in to provide that gap between mm. you know going and learning theory and then how do I actually do it in that session tomorrow or mm. how does that connect to that child that I've been having difficulties with so that's what I'm saying I think that sets us apart is it's it's really in-house and yeah it's great it comes to them it's part of their work day yeah. <laughs> um, they don't have to go and organize that so I think that's a real um, benefit of our service I think also the size that we are as a practice is allowing more and more role diversification. So it's not just seeing clients, but we're also trying to build in other things that therapists can do throughout their week. You know, so they might be 
out at a school or a kinder for a day and then they might be in the clinic the next day seeing clients or things beyond clinical work. You know, we have a student placement program, so you might be a student supervisor or, um, you know, some people have been interested in supporting our social media, um, you know, account and things like that or from a career progression perspective, moving into clinical team leader roles. So I think this really offers the variety, which I think people look for as well. Um, so, yeah, we have good social and wellness program with lots of activities there that keeps people connected. Um, you know, the team really drive that. So I think they can, you know, they talk about things they want to see happen, social functions, you know, corporate games. You know, we do yoga or meditation over lunch or step challenges, all those fun things that I think people look forward to in their week. I think that's really that's really fun. I look forward to it. Um, yeah, so I think there's quite a few things that do set us apart. Um, and I think lastly, our leaders, including myself, we've all been therapists. So the people that lead this business have all done the the roles before them. Um, so I think that allows us to really, you know, understand that balance when we're looking at things in the business between what's stimulating for therapists and what could lead to, you know, burnout. So we can get that right balance. It helps us shape a very attractive practice for therapists to work in. There's so much value in having your leaders, um, having leaders that are therapists or have been therapists themselves. They just offer a complete understanding of where people are at in, you know, mm. all the stages of their career, doesn't, don't they? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think that's been really beneficial for us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and Lisa, at the moment, I mean, there's so many services that are community-based now. You're a clinic-based service. What do you see the benefits are of, of providing a clinic-based service? Yeah, I think a clinic-based service is becoming more and more of an attraction to why people come to work for us. Um I think a clinic offers a space for therapists to be around each other to, you know, we've just talked to this earlier, but to debrief, to learn and to observe and connect with others. I think there's definitely a place for community-based mobile services for our clients and we can't service some of those clients. But I think for therapists, you know, when you're on the road, if you're not connecting into a team, it can be isolating. So I know that our clinics offer this space for people to physically, you know, be together. Um, I think we do really exciting things in our clinics. The spaces are interesting and we're, you know, as we look at building and improving our clinic spaces, you know, things like we're looking at two-way mirrors in between rooms, which is such a fantastic um, tool for teaching and learning, you know, to observe through those or even for our parents to be observing when they don't need to be in the room with the child. So, you know, a clinic setting allows you to control that environment for our clients. We can create these really functional play spaces, but um, for, for, for the children, but within a setting where great professional learning and development can take place at the same time. So I would say the clinic for our therapist really offers that. Yeah. And of course you do do like kindy and school visits as well, don't you? As Yes. So that we, we still go out, you know, to um, kinders and schools as needed, but primarily we're only doing that if the goal that we're working on is really asking for that. Otherwise, we're we're keeping that service clinic based. So, yeah. yes, there's definitely outreach opportunities throughout people's week. As I said, you know, some therapists are just out at one school, you know, every Wednesday, so it breaks up their week. But um, I think yeah, having the clinic space is really important for for many reasons, both for therapists and our and for our families. 
And what is next for Splash, Lisa? Uh, lots of things, I think. But I think, um, oh, look, I'm really, I really enjoy um, what I do within the business, and I think the team that I have really enjoy being at Splash. We've got such a great team culture that I'm very proud of. You know, we've had a team with some people who have been there for quite a while, and I think that talks to the people are getting that variation and it's a great culture. So I'm, I'm very proud of that and I, I will keep working towards that. Um, I think two key things for us which is coming up is we're really focused at the moment on expanding our multidisciplinary offering. We started out as an OT business, then we acquired speech pathology and grew that service and now we're really seeing that need for psychology services. Uh, so that's a focus for us. Um, and also, as I talked to earlier, improving and building our clinic spaces. So we're looking at a new build in the north in, around Essendon. Um, so that's a, you know, that's a big project <laughs> for us to be working on at the moment. So, uh, yeah, lots to do there. But, um, yeah, continuing to do the work we have been doing. And for our OT speech and psychology listeners, how can they get in touch with you? Yes, very much encouraging people to get in touch. We have lots of ways and channels for you to reach out to us. So you can jump onto the Splash website. We've got a contact us page. So to put in your details there, uh, you can reach out to us via LinkedIn or on socials. Um, we are really open just to having a chat with any therapist who are just interested if you've, you know, wanting to look, as we talked about before, um, coming from a different area of paediatric, uh, sorry, different area of OT or speech or psychology and wanting to look to transition into paediatrics. Really happy to have a chat with you um, and really probably encouraging people to come to the clinic, have a look around and meet some of the staff. Um, that's definitely something we've been doing lately. So really encourage people to reach out and come and have a chat with us. There's so much value, Lisa, in actually um, going to a workplace um, as part of the recruitment process um, to get a really good sense of who the practice is and um, meeting the team and getting a what we call a gut feel as to whether or not you're going to be a good a, a good fit. Yes. Um, and I do I really encourage um, therapists that I work with to actually go and touch and feel a practice before they mm. before they sign on the dotted line. Yeah, I think that's hugely valuable in the beginning. Yeah. Well, Lisa, thanks so much for joining us today. Uh, it's been great hearing all about Splash Paediatric Services. Um, there's so much on offer um, for junior right through to senior and management um, allied health professionals. Um, I guess personally, though, um, it's just so great to hear that you're so supportive of um, parents Um who are juggling work and family commitments. It's I know it's something you're really passionate about and um, there is so much talent sitting in all you parents yeah. out there that have been therapists. Yes. Um, so if you're considering going back to the going back to work, um, Splash is a great, a great place to be. Yep. We would love to talk to you. So but thank you very much for having me. Thank you. Thanks, Lisa. Thanks. We hope you enjoyed listening to the Allied Health Podcast. In the show's notes, you'll find links to our free recruitment resources, job opportunities and healthcare marketplace insights. To listen to new episodes, please subscribe via Apple, Google or wherever you find your favourite podcasts. And if you've enjoyed the show, please give it a five-star rating and review and be sure to tell your therapy colleagues and friends to tune in. Tune in.